This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. This is Mike Smith in for Simi. Let's talk about no-fault auto insurance now announced last week by the John Horgan government. Is this good or bad for British Columbians? Especially if you are a cyclist. More and more people getting on their bikes these days, including people using a bike for their daily commute to work. But what if you get hit by a car, God forbid, and you are injured? How is this no-fault auto insurance going to work for you? Is it going to be a good thing or a bad thing for you? Let's talk about that now with my next guest, Joel Zanata. He is a personal injury lawyer in Vancouver. He's been practicing that for over 15 years. He is also an avid cyclist. He's represented a lot of cyclists who've been injured uh, in crashes. I'm very pleased to welcome him to the studio. Hi, Joel. Thank you for having me, Mike. Thank you for coming on. So you've been a personal injury lawyer for a long time, but you're also a cyclist, right? You, you use your bike every day? I use my bike almost every day. Yeah, I try very hard. Okay, you commute to work on your bike? I ride to work as much as I possibly can. It's yeah. so much better. Have you ever been hit? <laughs> I've had bike accidents, yep, and I have been hit. Yeah, I mean, my wife is an avid cyclist, and I'm a big believer in making sure that you're highly visible on the road. you got lots of lights and lots of reflective uh, reflective clothing on, because I always say, get lit or get hit. The, right? I mean, you've got to do everything. Lights, you've got to wear bright clothes, and you've got to be conspicuous at all times if you're on yep. a bike. Yeah, for sure. Get lit or get hit. Somebody told me that once, and I always remembered it. So that's a, a good tip. Joel, let's talk a little bit about um, ICBC and some of these no-fault changes the government announced last week. You, you've represented a lot of cyclists in, in cases against ICBC. What are your concerns about no-fault? This is absolutely brutal for cyclists. So the thing about no-fault is it offsets the cost of accidents um, by reducing the rights of victims. And if you think about it, the victims who suffer the worst injuries when they're in automobile accidents is cyclists, well, cyclists and pedestrians. Yeah. And cyclists and pedestrians are the ones that are having their rights drastically reduced in exchange for, for this cheaper car insurance that, that I, I mean, it may or may not be cheaper, we don't know yet, but they don't get any benefit from it. Okay, what are some of the type of injuries you've seen from people who on bikes who've gotten hit? Well, the injury with... with so, so if you think about it, proportionally, cyclists yeah. are a, a tiny proportion of accidents in British Columbia. Right. But in terms of the impact of accidents, they, they are disproportionate. So the injuries yeah. that you see with cyclists are often uh, head injuries. You very, very frequently frequently see wrist, arm, and neurological injuries. And it's... it. I mean, there are greater hazards when you're riding a bike than when you're driving a car. We know those risks. We take those risks. Uh, in, in the system as it is, at least you can make a claim to ensure that your rights and, and that you're, you're adequately uh, compensated so that your life isn't completely taken from you. But yeah. in this system, in this system, if you're hit and if you're critically injured, you may end up, for the remainder of your lifetime, beholden to an insurance company, cap in hand, trying to get your, your care paid for. And that's devastating. 
Okay, I think it's a, another reminder too for cyclists to wear a helmet as well as you talk about, about head injuries. Yeah, always. Sure. I mean, yeah. you, uh, it kills me to see people riding without a helmet. It absolutely yeah. drives me nuts. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you say that. I think that's a really important reminder for people. Yeah. So let me let me ask you about um, some of your clients that you have represented, like cyclists who've who've been injured. Uh, what kind of fights do they get in against ICBC in the past? I mean, is ICBC typically kind of try to lowball people with a settlement, or what's the biggest problem? Oh there? my God, it's it's all like a great example is I, I've got a, a a young man, and he was an accomplished. Um, he worked on ships, so these these high end yachts needed the finishing architect. Uh, sorry, the finishing um, um, carpentry, and right. it is really difficult. He suffered a neurological injury to his arm. He can't do all that fine, fine motor stuff that, that was required of that career. So wow. now he's still a carpenter. He's doing sort of uh, furniture and stuff. He, he makes, I mean, he, he had such a huge future and now he's in a different situation. So I've got this claim for him and we're battling, but the insurance company says, well, he's still a carpenter. Oh. So, so that's what we're fighting about. What we're fighting about, the impact that it's had on this guy, this cyclist, this amazing individual, on his ability to earn an income. And that's what's gone in a no-fault system. That's what's gone. It's gone. So they say, you're still, you know, you're still a carpenter. Uh, come yeah. to us and we'll pay for your treatment. But what about my life? What about my, my ability to, to better myself? Right. Right. Of course, the government, the way they laid this out last week, Joel, was they're saying, well, yeah, we hear you. We understand that. And we have to take care of people who are injured in an accident. And that's why we're going to dramatically increase the amount of care coverage that will be available to people. So the government is saying you will have a, a maximum of seven point five million dollars for medical and rehab services. And they also announced a whole bunch of new categories of care, like travel and accommodation benefits and a caregiver indemnity, uh, lump sums of money for students who miss school, uh, grief counseling. I mean, it goes on and on. And I talked to some of the groups that represent disabled British Columbians, and they kind of liked what they saw there. Yeah, so, the trade-off, Mike, is self-determination. What do you mean? I mean that to get those things, you've got to go through ICBC the barrier. So instead of a lump sum that says, okay, I'm going to invest and do what I need to do to better myself forever. I'm going to be going to them and asking, please, I need this. And they're going to determine through their bureaucracy, whether that's something they'll cover or not. And when they say, no, what do I do? I got no, no rights. They, They took those in exchange for $400 cheaper insurance. That is not the same product that you had before. It's a totally different product. Right. Of course, the government is saying, well, you know, we want to cut guys like you out of the equation here because you guys are pocketing like 30% of the settlement. So let's, let's cut the lawyers out and then we can lower everyone's car insurance as long as we take care of people who are injured, right? So, so when the government says we're going to have all these increased levels of care for people who are injured... You're saying what? Don't trust it? You don't believe it? No. No. It's rich. I mean, you know, they, they've been running down uh, lawyers. And I consider myself a lawyer. I, I don't really love the term personal injury lawyer. I'm a lawyer. I, I, I get consulted on all kinds of things. Oh, my bike got smashed. Oh, um, my, my home burnt down and I need insurance advice. I, I do all kinds of things. And 
do I trust an insurance company? Absolutely not. Mm. Absolutely not. It's like letting the fox out with the hens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Graham and Langley, hi. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? I'm good. Hey, uh, question. Is there yeah. insurance that's available to cyclists? Because uh, they share the road with automobiles, obviously. And I think for too long they have uh, been taking advantage of ICBC. And I think cyclists who use the, the roads for commuting should have to have their own liability insurance at a minimum. Okay, Graham, thank you. You know, I hear this sometimes, Joel, that, oh, you know, cyclists should get licensed for their bikes or they should get, they should get insurance themselves. What do you say to that? It's an interesting question. Uh, there's no question cyclists now need insurance. And that's something, like I started this, this uh, brand called The Cycling Lawyer, and, and the whole concept is I want to meet with people before accidents to make sure that they're insured. But as far as buying insurance from a uh, public auto insurance company, insurance is there to protect you from damage that you cause. That's the primary reason that people get insurance. And cyclists aren't the people that uh, we use the roads, but we don't cause the accidents that, that cause all these costs. So cycling actually saves the the public a ton of money, and it's it's basically it reduces uh, the need for for um, additional roadways. I know that um, like cyclists are certainly uh, I I agree with you at sort of higher risk of, of serious injury in an accident. What about motorcyclists? Are oh, they they at man. risk too? And and that's what the motorcyclists are in the same boat as cyclists, yeah. and so are uh, you know pedestrians. So basically, mm. it's 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 making. Um, the primary importance uh, automobiles. Everybody else is sort of at, at greater risk because they're because they're at higher risk of getting a serious injury. Right, right. Uh, yeah. And really, if you like a, a pedestrian or a cyclist, we don't benefit from the reduced car insurance price. Let's go to Amanda in Vancouver. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Mike. Hi. Uh, I just like to make a comment. I sure. am one of the people that have been recently in an accident. Okay. And have had to hire a lawyer because ICBC would not give me the health care that I required to recover from my injuries, and I'm we're still fighting them. What kind of so uh, what kind I of injury did you have? The, was the rear end collision? Yeah, and I have a tear in my shoulder from it. Ooh. So I'm now waiting for for a surgery on my shoulder. And what's it, what's it been like dealing with ICBC for you? Terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. It's 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 added so much more stress to an already stressful problem. Okay, so when they say when they say don't worry, we're going to increase. We're, we'll get. We're going to take a, give you no fault insurance and take away your right to a lawyer, but we're going to give you more care. Don't worry. You're, you're saying don't trust them. Don't trust them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they're making the decision as a medical professional, and they're not medical professionals. Okay. And I have specialists and doctors saying she requires this care, and it's like pulling teeth to get it. Okay, Amanda, thank you for the call. Well, Joel, I mean, the government would say, well, hang on, it's, it's not going to be ICBC deciding who, what kind of care you need. It, you know, your doctor's going to be in there making, <laughs> making the recommendations. You're laughing. I, I, I mean, it's, I've been doing it 15 years. It's, it's, that's not what happens, and it yeah. won't change. I mean, you got to look at the history and ask yourself, oh, all of a sudden, if you take your advocate out of the picture, yeah. how are you going to keep them on track? Yeah. 
It, their, their concern right now, and they've expressed it publicly, is the bottom line. Let's go to Mike in Parksville. Hi, Mike. Oh, hi, Mike. Uh, yeah, as I sort of disagree with the, your uh, fellow there. Is, is He keeps saying that, you know, they're not going to protect the people, the pedestrians. Or the pedestrians aren't buying the insurance. I Sam quit, my dog. I buy insurance to protect me. And, and, and now also. you're not going to be protected. So now you're going to be buying insurance that won't protect you. It will protect you in providing some sort of medical payments, but it won't do anything else. And that payment has to come through the ICBC. They have to approve it. So I agree with you, man. It's it, what they're doing is 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 really reducing the reason, the, the benefit of what you're buying the insurance for okay. to protect yourself. Let's go to Dan in Victoria. Hey, Dan. Well, uh, hi. How are you doing? This is is actually going to make cyclists and the pedestrians more accountable because they don't have insurance. We can't get include motorcycles because they have motorcycle insurance. They have vehicle insurance. So, so right now, the way insurance is, vehicles are insured. So, if a, a cyclist or a pedestrian comes into contact with a vehicle, the vehicle is automatically at fault. Uh, so they're the ones that have insurance, so that's where everybody goes to collect some dough. If everybody had insurance, okay, okay, no Dan, thank, thank you. Okay, Joel, explain this to me. Like, if if you're a pedestrian and you get hit under this no fault system, ICBC is still going to pay to cover your your care, right? Aren't they? If if they approve your care, so if you suffer a head injury, for instance, if they yeah. accept that you did, then then they they may pay your care. If they don't, or if they, they say, no, I don't think it's serious enough, then they may not. But <laughs> it, it, it's really taken away the ability yeah. for, for victims to, to ensure that they're compensated and to get adequate compensation so that they can pay their bills. Let's go to, let's go to Rick in Vancouver. Hey, Rick. Hi, how are you? I'm good. What do you want to say? Two points I'd like to make. I'd like your uh, guest's opinion, um, because everybody makes ICBC out to say they're bad people. So does he honestly believe that private insurance is just going to open their wallets and give these people whatever they want? Second point I'd like to make is, why do lawyers need 30% of a settlement? If a court awards, say, $3 million for pain and suffering, that that's what their client needed... Why do they need to take a million dollars? Okay, okay we just got Why a minute. There- we, we got a minute left, Joel. We got a minute left. Go ahead. It's it's. I don't know about private insurance versus public insurance. I, I well, they're not bringing in private insurance. I mean, you know, that's not happening. They're, the ICBC will still be the monopoly under this government. But they're going into no fault. Right. Anyway, carry on. So, so it's a monopoly system. Um, as for uh, legal fees, I, yeah, that's subject to the the, the market, I guess. Yeah. Joel, thank you for coming in. Yes, you're welcome.